Hi, this is Charlie. Thanks for listening. Just a reminder that I've got a Buy Me A Coffee account, so if you fancy buying me a coffee, just click on the link below. Chapter 130, Lampa, Peru. Search for the black-spectacled brushfinch. We went back to our hostel and got chatting to two nice Swiss guys. We were chatting about pickpockets and the like, and I imparted some of my extensive travel knowledge on them. God, I felt stupid later on. We went to do some shopping in Miraflores and set off. Halfway down the road, my girlfriend spotted some delicious-looking churros on the other side, and after crossing the road, I noticed my pocket felt lighter. Panic struck me, and as I realized what had happened, I'd finally been robbed. I couldn't believe it. Twenty months traveling. I'm a pro. How could this happen? Normally they bump into you or throw something at you, not just lift your wallet out of your pocket when you're crossing the road. This guy had been good. I had about 80 soles in there, but I was pissed off for putting even that much in. Walking by the same spot later on, I noticed a really dodgy-looking guy hanging around the street corner. This guy looked really shifty, and he kept glancing over. It was him. I was sure of it. I glared at him, and he ran off and jumped on a minibus. It didn't pull off straight away, though, and I walked up to him looking like I was going to kill him. He was shitting it big time, and the bus finally pulled away. There was no way I was going to drag him off the bus and start beating the crap out of him. I just wanted to shit him up a bit. What could I do? I just had to let him go. Back at the hostel, we told the Swiss guys about our dreadful day, and they told me they'd almost been robbed by a gang of kids in this dodgy part of town. They'd managed to keep hold of their bags, but one of them had really badly staved fingers. What a day. I went to do some shopping, and when I got back, my girlfriend said she had a present for me, and told me to close my eyes and put out my hand. When I opened them again, I saw my wallet, which had been stolen. Although, as it turned out, it had dropped behind the bed. Oh, that poor guy. I almost beat him up. I guess the only reason he ran away was that I was giving him such an evil stare. We took the bus to Yerbateros, the really dodgy area from where buses left to Huancayo, our next destination. Just as we arrived, a bus was pulling away and we were ushered on for an eight-hour ride. Huancayo is a big city, way up in the central Andes of Peru. Pretty high up, and it was cold when we arrived. A very friendly taxi driver took us to a place recommended in my guidebook, La Casa de la Abuela, Grandma's house. It seemed very nice and there was a few other people staying there. Unfortunately, my girlfriend was having another bad effect of the altitude. I went to buy her a Chinese takeaway and made her some coca tea before putting her to bed. She had a cold, so my plans of leaving the next morning were out the window. I got out of bed and went down to the market area to check on buses for tomorrow. I came back and we all had a lovely breakfast together. It was a bit of a zoo here with all the dogs and cats, but they also had a huge parrot with no fear of people or any other animals at all. It came down to get some of our fruit, and when it was done it started attacking the dog's tail. The next day we packed and left early and picked up some breakfast near the market. The road by the market was all muddy and strewn with rubbish, and the stalls had dead chickens with their heads still on, which my girlfriend covered her eyes from. We waited at the little office for taxis to Lampa. They said they'd be leaving soon, but we had to wait well over two hours for enough passengers to turn up. After that the road wasn't the best crumbling over the edge of sheer drops and the driver driving like a madman. When we arrived at the small town of Lampa, we were greeted by shocked stares from the townsfolk. Obviously not too many tourists make it here. We asked around for a place to stay and we found a place run by a fat chap called Marcelino. 
The elections were coming soon, and some of the election workers were also staying here. After a late lunch, we went for a walk along the river, where I thought the rare bird I was looking for could be found. I didn't really have any detailed information about it, so I just tried to make my way up the valley where I thought it might be. We passed through an old woman's property, and her vicious dog charged at us. I just had time to pick up a rock, and the beast stopped before it reached us and ran off with its tail between its legs. That trick always works. The trail we were on faded into nothing, and my girlfriend refused to go any further when it started to look a bit dangerous. I carried on for a while and found an easier route back, which I would use tomorrow morning. My girlfriend was a bit pissed off with things. Crawling through spiny vegetation wasn't really her idea of a holiday. I wasn't too happy either, as most of the prickles had stayed on my clothes and were really itching. We went back to clean up before dinner. I left early the next morning to go searching for the endangered black spectacle brushfinch again. I went the way we came back yesterday and was soon climbing my way up a beautiful steep-sided valley. I had to take off my boots and wade through icy water and hop from boulder to boulder. It became obvious that I was in the wrong place. I remember reading that the bird liked the habitat higher up on the valley sides, so I crawled through some thick tangles of vines and eventually ended up in some steep fields. I finally made it up on a trail leading to the top of the valley and realized my mistake. I'd started in completely the wrong place. I carried on up the valley and found some nice forests which I explored. There were some other interesting birds up there, including a strange form of plain-tailed wren, which may prove to be something else. The birds were much further down than this, so I turned back. I started to near the town and figured I'd missed them and gave up. As seems to always happen, though, I found them straight after this. There was some squealing in a bush and a couple of birds shot across the road. I got a look for about a second, just long enough to see its spectacles. Wow, I was on a roll. I stuck around for a bit longer to try and get a photo, but they didn't come out again. They just stayed inside the bushes, squealing, which I happily recorded before heading back down. My girlfriend was pretty desperate to leave this place, and I was already back much later than I'd promised. She was happy that I'd seen my bird, though, and we packed up our stuff and headed for the market where the cars left to go back to Wanako. A car left straight away, and some locals warned us not to pay more than 12 solids, which I didn't. The way back was just as scary as the way there, and what made it worse was the guy crammed in next to me smelled really bad. Things got even worse when the little girl in the back started throwing up, and the whole car stunk terribly of puke. What a ride, and what a relief to get back to Wanako. <laughs>